Is Humphrey back in the States? Yeah. Still over there. What's he doing? Sweeping up? <laughs> all just the confetti. They make him sweep it all up. Um, no, he's staying for the parade that oh, right. uh, Rob's flying back for tomorrow. Yeah. And then um, he also, his passport is expired. Oh, shit. And when he he told me when, when he was leaving, um, just so you know, my passport's going to expire while, while I'm over there, but it's okay because I'll just get an appointment and get a new one. Then landed in the UK, went to go make an appointment, found out that the passport office was striking for eight weeks. So there's no appointments. He can't get a new... So he's there with without a passport. And okay. so <laughs> when the passport open office reopens, he'll then get a passport and then he can come back. But until then, he's just over there. <laughs> and he's too big to smuggle back. <laughs> yeah, you'd never fit him in a suitcase. Yeah. I may. Go back, honey, today? I don't know. We don't know. We don't... Oh, we don't no. know. It's a mystery. It's be a we don't know whether we he could, comes in or not. One thing we could do is we could. Sort <laughs> I love of, a good mystery. <laughs> As I recall uh, from our last uh, podcast, I don't think he is going to be here today. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think he's going to be absent, so no one knows. <laughs> it's unknowable what his schedule and. I'm going to text him. How about that? This will be good. This is drama for the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> good. <laughs> How was your weekend, Glenn? Um, <laughs> that good, huh? I don't remember what happened. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it was pretty unmemorable. Clearly, um, I think it was fine. <laughs> Did you get another dog? Didn't get another oh, dog, no. dude. Yeah. Thank God. I went and saw. Uh, Evil Dead Rise mm. on Saturday night. That How was a was lot that? of fun. Was it good? A lot of fun, yeah. Did you watch My the Evil Dead? My voice is very deep today. Yeah. You know what I watched? <laughs> I watched Pearl. <laughs> Did you see Pearl? No, I saw the first movie, X or whatever. Uh, I saw that one, but I haven't seen Pearl, which ton is of, the ton of fun. sequel. Is it? Okay. It, it felt like it was part of a bigger overall thing, which I think it is. Gosh, have you guys seen the movie Barbarian? I got to see mm -mm. it. Don't tell me anything about it. Oh, on my, boy. On my watch list. Yeah, buddy. What kind Enjoy. of movie is that? <laughs> What's it's a horror movie? film. Oh. I don't watch um, scary movies. You don't watch scary movies? Ever? Not really, no. Really? Yeah, I, I like reading. How do you feel things then? If, if you're not... <laughs> well, I feel scared all the time, so I don't see the need to oh, yeah, <laughs> mimic it. In a... <laughs> yeah, you're in fight or flight all the time. <laughs> I'm so, just uh... always there. <laughs> no, same you're just same reason flight. I don't do roller coasters, because I'm like, why do you want to feel like you're about to die at any moment? I have <laughs> yeah. that feeling constantly, that like yeah. dread. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I, I, I don't know. I just get easily scared my brain. I Since I was a kid, like whatever scary movie, I would just replay it like yeah. in dreams and stuff. It, my brain locks in on stuff, so I'm just like, let's not put. What about like The Shining? Would you oh, I've watch seen it? The Shining. Yeah, I will watch like watch something artsy horror movies yeah. if that makes sense. Like yeah, things well, that I, are elevated. Same. Like I, I don't want like if it's just like, yeah, just pure, just kind of like lazy, like jump scares yeah. and like. I did I watch like Get it. Out, which was amazing. Yeah, so I will if I hear that it's like more about the movie than the horror aspect but i just couldn't i would i would put the exorcist in that category sure i haven't I seen think the exorcist. it's a phenomenal oh film. really yeah look it's scary as shit and it will it could fuck you up <laughs> barbarian i i mean i gotta see i'd put up i'd put that up there with 
I put that up there with some of the better horror films I've ever seen. Oh. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, very much in line with like the Evil Dead movies, which I'm a huge fan uh, of. Is it still starring, um, what's his name? Bruce. Uh, no. Mm-mm. What was that guy's name? Bruce. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Bruce Campbell, who played uh, Ash in uh, the original Evil Dead trilogy. Um, well, Glenn, it's nine o'clock. I think that uh, we're not going to be seeing Rob McElhenney mm-hmm. today. I think mm-hmm. he, I don't know, he's too good for us now or too good for us today. Well, well, yeah. Too good to even let us know whether or not he's going to be here I think today. that he did let us know. As I recall, I remember thinking, oh, the next one we're doing without him. So I think he did tell us. Possibly. Yeah. I certainly probably wasn't listening. But I'm weirdly the, but usually you would know this. I think, but um, no one knows. I think he did say, yeah. I believe mm-hmm. he did. I believe he did. So this is going to- That's well, a shame because he's pretty funny in this episode of television, mm. but we don't have to dive right in the episode. We could- No, let's talk about we, horror films. We talk about horror films. <laughs> we could talk about the absence of our friend. Can, can I ask, actually, what would what, are there any other horror films that you would put in the category of artsy, as you put it? Uh, like sort of- like really great filmmaking, and therefore I would watch it, even though it's a horror film. What what, would yeah, you, what other films? I can't think of any category? off the top of my head though right now. Did you watch The Ring? No, I didn't see The Ring. The Ring's great. The Ring was great. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like but that Jaws? movie, that movie I fucked saw me Jaws? up. That, uh, is that a horror? Jaws. Yeah, that's, that's a horror. I would think that would be considered a horror film. Yeah, a horror film. Back in the day, I think it was considered a horror film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean now it's, it's so tame. Fish film. <laughs> it's more in the of fish a, category. Yeah, more of a fish movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well. Right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you guys want to talk about this episode today? World Series events. Yeah, sure. We can. Yeah, we can, we can jump into let's, talking about let's the episode. Jump into it. All right, World Series defense. Megan, do you want to recap this episode yeah, for, the, for yeah, our I listeners will. at home and our viewers or? Creepolas, I the guess. The structure thing. Creepolas. Yeah, the structure. I appreciated you trying to uphold it when I wasn't here. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so season five, episode six, The World Series Defense, aired on October 22nd, 2009. It was written by David Hornsby and directed by Randall Einhorn. Special guest stars, Patricia Belcher, mm-hmm. played the judge, John Ponzio, uh, Dennis Hogan and Dennis Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. in this one, the gang describes the trials and tribulations they went through during game five of the World Series, hoping that the judge will clear them of all the citations they received. Okay, first of all, let's, I want to take a moment to talk about John Ponzio's performance. Mm-hmm. So he is in, in the Philly frenetic costume and we couldn't say fanatic. That was like major league baseball. I was like, nope, sorry, you can't say fanatic. So we called him the Philly frenetic. Yeah. And we also couldn't say the holiday in. So we called But then it- you couldn't help yourself at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? I'm going to toss in my counter suit. Uh, Charlie Kelly versus major league baseball counter in the suit, Philly Charlie. frenetic. Come on. This guy's got a stranglehold on the mascot What's happening? Seat. All right. First of all, I had to call him the frenetic. His name's the fanatic, but you know, I'm going to get sued by major league baseball if I call Call him the fanatic. And let's talk about steroids. Can we talk about steroids? Can we talk about steroid abuse? It's bullshit. It's ruining the game. It's ruining it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had to fucking in? call it out, so the, which I love so yeah, much. Yeah, at the end just, of the episode, I call it out. I'm like, this is we couldn't even bullshit. call him this. And, yeah. and somehow we got that in, and that was fine. Um, well, now we got away with that. And something I think that we started doing later in life was just like, we're just going to do it. We're just do and it. it's just going to be fine. See what happens. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so Ponzio kills it. Well, why that, don't you tell people who Ponzio so, is? Okay, John Ponzio uh, 
has had the position of he's an actor, but he's also had the position of of stand-in, uh, which is often when they're lighting a scene, a performer stands on the actor's mark and they kind of uh, they go through the scenes. They sort of perform the scenes while the cinematographer is lighting the scene and the. Well, now this might be interesting to people because I think many people maybe don't know the process of uh, the, the the usual process is the very first thing that happens is the actors get called to set mm-hmm. with the director and they do uh, what's called a closed rehearsal with just the actors and the director and maybe a few key people. Uh, that are making decisions about how the scene's going to go. And the stand-ins are also watching the rehearsal so that they can see what we did mm-hmm. in the rehearsal. So uh, then when rehearsal's over, we leave to go get finished in hair and makeup, learn our lines, you know, make phone calls, mm-hmm. uh, masturbate, whatever it is <laughs> that we need to do uh, to get ready for the, the, uh-huh. the mm-hmm. you know, the actual Oftentimes film. it's put on a costume, uh it might be putting on fake bruises or if blood. If you're me, or, you're, I'm taking supplements. If it's Glenn, you're <laughs> in a major supplement routine. <laughs> um, I'm in the midst. I'm in, in phase three of my supplement uh-huh, routine. At whatever, uh, just choking it, down pills just, for an hour. While just, uh, yeah, trying to make myself feel better. Um, and, and while all that's happening, the stand-ins are walking through the marks with the camera people and the lighting people so that they can light the scene. It's so that when we show up to set, we don't throw a fit. Yeah. And go and go, why wasn't this worked out with my stand in and various things like that? You know, I was in the middle of masturbating and you, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, now uh, oftentimes, uh, you know, we get to set uh, before that was all done and watch the run through once or twice with the stand ins, uh, especially earlier on in the show. um, Right. Just to make sure everything was kind of uh, looking how we wanted it to look. and we picked up on that John Ponzio was always excellent. He's in, bringing in the it. Scenes. Always you know, bringing it. Sometimes, most of the time, the stand-ins are, uh, are actors as well. Sometimes they have Sometimes no, they're not. No, they have no yeah. aspirations of, of becoming performers, and this is something they, they do on the side. Yeah. My stand-in, Adam, is actually a brilliant musician. He so, is. you know, yeah, his focus is music. But uh, so Ponzio, who stood in for Rob... Uh, Although he he's was, done, he's done a lot of. St- he's, he would, he's been my stand-in. He was my stand-in on AP Bio. Yeah, too. he pinch hits. He was he was always great in in the run-throughs. Um, so every now and then we would have him play a role if we needed a guy who said a thing or we needed a character in a costume. Do you remember his first role? Was his first one the uh, on in Mac and Dennis break up where he's the waiter? No. Before he had something before that. Mm-hmm. What was his first one? We had all the stand-ins. In season three, uh, the gang gets whacked. I can't remember if it's part one or part two, but it's it's when you guys are on the streets gumming the cocaine, and you run into Cricket. Oh yes! And the three and those three people, business people, walk by and give him some loose change. Oh, that yeah. was all the stand-ins. Yeah, that I think or, Pons- or was Ponzi was in that crew. Look, they let you become a priest again, oh, huh? Congratulations. The Reverend. Amen. Rev, how you doing, man? Hey, keep your head up, Reverend. Hey, keep the faith. Bless you. And John Ponzio's been with us since almost the beginning, if not the very beginning. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, we'd have exactly, to double check but, that. But pretty darn near it, if not. A lot of a lot of the other stand-ins have sort of come and gone. And um, his sister has done AD work. Yeah, and his sister who also works behind the scenes. Yeah. Anyway, so John volunteered to be the frenetic and i was watching it i was like man he really nailed it because we had some 
uh, mascot work this season coming up, and it's tough. It's tough to get a performance that reads through that suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're watching that assuming like that's the guy who does the thing. Mm -hmm. He has the whole bit, the little like yawning thing he does where he's uh -huh. patting his nose he or whatever. He does a great job. He yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Even his timing when you when you ask him like, are you are, are you messing with me? Are you mm -hmm. are you taking me seriously or whatever? And there's like this little pause and then he does the tongue thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. the tongue thing. Time. And then and by the way, the 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 rhythm of your punching. Yeah. Like oh, it's, yeah. It, that's also great cuz like the second he does it, you smack him in the face and then you punch him in the chest twice. There's <laughs> something about the rhythm of that moment. Yeah, the timing it, of it is very it funny. It really works well. And then you you cut to Hogan and Hart uh who are Rob's <laughs> It sounds like a comedy duo. Yeah, yeah, they do sound like a comedy duo. So Rob's two friends that were in uh uh the episode with Carmen Charlie where has cancer. Charlie has cancer where Rob punches Carmen and they say is that a hate crime and mm -hmm. then they they say yeah that's a hate crime they pound him this was a callback to those two they were construction workers at the time they look like construction workers <laughs> yeah um rob why don't you tell us about hogan and hart a little bit? yeah rob uh, where how, where'd you meet those guys tell us a little bit about your history with those guys <laughs> that's a delight uh yeah i think that's a great story um <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so great rob all right I'll give you killing it all right, don't big league me now here, man. Don't big league. Uh, look, I'm trying to have a conversation with the man behind the mask, and I feel like you're big leaguing me, dude. Are you taking me seriously? <laughs> there it is. Pat, <laughs> poop, poop. Yeah. That guy's beating on the frenetic. Dude, is that a hate crime? No, it's not a hate crime. Want to hammer his ass anyway? Definitely. <laughs> that great I mean, Philly accent. You can't, you know? That's not authenticity. Not bad acting. Yeah. Want to hammer his ass anyway? <laughs> anyway? I can't do it. Uh, those guys are so funny, man. They're great. I, I love that. I love that. They're hilarious, and they they nailed it uh, in that performance. Um, I, it was up to that point for me, honestly. They sadly, it was my biggest laugh. Was there was their exchange? Like, should we pound him anyway? They my said, biggest laugh is when Danny anyway? first lifts up the the tent and the amount of smoke <laughs> that comes out from under it. I had forgotten about, and I, yeah. it caught me like, off guard. He was so big. Mine was uh, so quick, which was just you. Charlie handing Dennis papers he doesn't need. Oh, yeah. I laugh every time you did that. I, I clearly laugh towards the very end. Yeah, and the second time, the that, second round of that. Yeah, yeah right at the very end, I hand one to you, and, and <laughs> your reaction gets me, and I have to look down because I'm laughing. I love it because we play it so, I, I'm trying to play it so yeah. real. Well, the reason I was, <laughs> it's a good bit, but it's also one of those so things funny. where, like, it wasn't hard for me to play it real because you didn't tell me you were going to do that. Oh. You just started doing it. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually mildly irritating to me. <laughs> like I knew it was funny, but like, but I'm I'm trying to remember my lines. I'm trying to do my lines, and you're you're you know handing me papers. And uh -huh. so it was actually like, yeah. So I just kind of leaned into the like whatever little bit of it was actually kind of yeah. irritating to me, I just, which I probably picked up on and then did yeah, it more. Yeah. <laughs> um, you parsed and then it out though. Switch a paper with a different paper. And then <laughs> yeah, right, right. Perhaps you want this one. Perhaps, perhaps you want this one. These notes you need. <laughs> Um, and uh, Patricia, who plays the judge, yeah, oh man, is exceptional. Oh, so funny. And she, I got the, I had the pleasure of working with her a couple times again on AP Bio. Oh, she, really? Yeah, she plays the school superintendent on the show. So she would come in for a couple episodes here awesome. and there, and she was just, uh, and she remembered working on Sunny with us. Even though by the time I'd worked worked with her on AP Bio, it had been almost a solid ten years since wow. 
since she had done that, but she remembered it and she had a really good time. And um, yeah, she's just, she's lovely and a great performer. Your Honor, let the record show that the three of us do not condone the actions of the two of them. The record will show everything. You can stop saying that. Are you sure? Because she's not typing very quickly. Shorthand, she's getting the gist. I don't appreciate being paraphrased. Now, I choose my words very deliberately. Get back to your case. This also is the first time I think we're discussing a Randall Ihorn directed episode. Is that correct? I can't yeah, be. I thought he did one already, but I'll, he oh, has yeah. done. He. Ha- I don't think it was the Whoa, first. No, wait a minute. Did he not start working uh, with us until season five? Yes, yeah, season five was his, was his first year. Okay, so I don't think we've talked that much about Randall. So Randall brought um, scale to the show in a mm. way that we hadn't done. He was not cutting the corners that we were used to cutting in terms of like, okay, in this particular episode, normally we'd be like, well, we can't show the stadium because yeah. obviously we're not going to... Here's what I was trying to remember watching that. So the first time you see the shot, the stadium is Uh, empty. hmm. So obviously we're saying this is before people have entered the stadium. Later in the episode, the stadium's full. Did we shoot that during a game of the full stadium or did we do a CGI, put people in? I cannot remember. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I don't remember either. God damn it. I Rob, wish you do you remember? Rob, okay, Rob will remember, because this is the kind of stuff Rob remembers. Yeah, Rob usually Rob, remembers. Um, no shit. Okay. So um, his first episode was The Gang Exploits the Mortgage Crisis, which was, but it was this year that Randall Einhorn came in. Which we have discussed. Which we have discussed. We have discussed that one. But, right, right, um, right. But yeah, bringing, I mean, the the scale of it. Uh, he did it in such a way that it didn't, it didn't, force us to work longer days necessarily no not at all he worked just as fast yeah uh but like certain things he he was very ambitious he was very ambitious ambitious, yeah and he was a little pushier with us in the way that addius was in the second season he he pushed us a little bit um Mm -hmm. and we fought him on it and i'm glad he pushed us yeah sometimes i think Mm -hmm. you got to be a little pushy with us otherwise we're gonna you know we're Mm -hmm. gonna Hammer you. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to hammer you like the Phillies fan. Yeah. Choices, like making um, you do. Maybe in terms of his vision. Okay. Uh, which sometimes we were like, I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably because he was seeing more scale than we were used to doing on the show, right? So, yeah, and I think normally our response would be like, you don't really need to see the stadium. You don't really, it's it's fine. Like, we, we you, you know we're there. We don't need to do a whole thing. You know, but he would insist on on those things. And, and I think for the betterment of the uh, episodes. Well, yeah, because it it started to open up possibilities for us, right? Where, from a writing standpoint, where you're getting to the point where you're writing yourself uh, into corners because you say, well, we just can't do X, Y, Z. It opens up certain storylines where you're like, well, maybe we actually could pull this thing off. And filling a stadium full of people mm-hmm. is really tricky to do. Yeah. Um, I think that that's CGI people in 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 the shot in the second I shot. We were doing CGI back then, dude. But I think it would have been so chaotic to film during a game. Pretty and the, far away. The speed at which we move, mm-hmm. we wouldn't we wouldn't shoot that sequence with an empty stadium, and then come back at the end of the day when the stadium was full to shoot the next scene. Right? We would be like, "This Meg, is our location. We got to get in and out." Meg, maybe we can. Maybe you want to call. Uh, get Randall on the Einhorn and uh, on his own Einhorn. And... I was going to text Jeff Luini, actually. Do you think he would know if you did post on that episode? Yeah, Jeff might know. Now, um, Einhorn, 
as I, as, if I'm not mistaken, is also uh, what Germans call unic- a unicorn. There's a there's a little movie. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> so you got multiple things Ein to look up here. Is one, one and horn. horn is horn. <laughs> well, so so Germans call unicorns Einhorn, and I know this because there's a there was an, a great great animated film from the 80s called called The Last Unicorn. Oh, Do you know this movie? Yes, I remember that. It's weirdly kind of scary. It uh-huh. really scared me as a kid, but it's a great little fantasy movie. Jeff Bridges plays the prince in that movie and he sings. And it's so interesting to hear him singing. And uh, and uh, I believe the band America did a lot of the music for mm. it, which is like I, seems incongruous, I, but the sorry, just real quick. The German title of that film, and the only reason I know this is because I, my, my sister and I were obsessed with that movie as kids, and I wanted to get her the soundtrack to that movie. But you couldn't get it in America, but you could get it in Germany. And the movie was called Das Liste, das Liste Einhorn, <laughs> The Last Unicorn. Wow. Something like that. Um, wow. I feel like LSD culture was still heavily like slipping into kids art in when, in our childhood like sure. because like, like fraggle rocks and stuff yeah right or here. like yeah. um trippy remember that shit. first the hobbit cartoon oh, trippy trippy like rankin bass even like certain like i don't know if it was electric company or sesame street stuff like remember the little girl who's like trying to remember she's like a loaf of bread a stick of butter oh yeah a quart of milk yep like i, I watched Somehow I saw that recently and I was like, this it's trippy. It's like an acid trip. Like it's the trippy. mother's like showing up in her brain, like loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah. And then she can't remember the third eye. And then she can't remember it. Yeah, there was a lot of that trippy ass shit. Um mm-hmm. uh I love those old Brankin Bass. Uh I mean, those are the guys that did like all the um, you know, the 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 claymation stuff, like um uh Rudolph oh, and, yeah. and Frosty the Snowman. That's all Rankin Bass. Yeah. And they did that first uh uh Hobbit movie which is terrific you can tell like the di- i think the di- yeah it's fantastic you can tell like the difference of like the drugs like so like everyone's like smoke, <laughs> smoking weed you know and then cocaine starts and we get like teenage mutant ninja turtles you know what i mean like, <laughs> like, like cocaine, so right. cocaine comes in the system and there's like right, and so you know how like the turtles in the sewer dude and like oh like their boss is like a rat and uh they, they love pizza Guys, it's NBA Finals time. As soon as football ends, you've got uh, you got March Madness. Um, mm-hmm. You got a horse race or two. You know, a couple mm-hmm. of golf tournaments. <laughs> basically, uh-huh. basically a month of people, you know, in the, in, in the South uh, wearing pastels, and then uh, boom, NBA playoffs and uh, and the NBA Finals. And after that, baseball comes back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I I love this time of year because uh, because it's an opportunity to scrounge up some. Um, under the table, fun money. What are you doing? You scalping tickets outside of arenas still? Are you still doing that? Uh, buddy, I've told you, the yeah. juice is not worth the squeeze. No, no, I'm, I'm off that. No, no. This is just some like side action I got going on. You know what I mean? I, I made a decent penny in boiled denims. I drop all that into DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Oh. They're tied oh, in together, man. It's fun. Charlie, yeah, that's it's so official. great that you give back like that. Some days I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and some days I make an even decenter penny back, you know? A new customer can place a $5 bet and score $200 in uh, bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. 
Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code ALWAYS. And boom, you're in business, man. Oh, man, that kind of makes me want to put a bet on a game and then go to it. Charlie, do you have any of those scalp tickets anymore? Are you really out of that game? Talk to me when we're done recording. I'll hook you up. You guys know it's the worst. It's it's washing your dishes after you cook. You know. Oh God. You know you you done and you gotta wash everything. It's the worst, man. I hate it. I leave the dishes there out for so long, and then I get angry at the dishes, and then I get angry at myself. Actually, just takes like ten seconds, guys. You just wash them off. You put them in the dishwasher. Wait, what? What are you talking about? What about all the the pots and pans and the, the cooking supplies? Yeah, what, what are you talking things about? That... Yeah, I don't use cooking supplies because I use Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. I pop in one of their fresh, never-frozen entrees into the microwave, and I have a delicious, well-proportioned meal ready in two minutes. So there's no cleanup afterwards. I'm just done. I just fridge, Wait, microwave... What? Recycling. That's it. So you're not using like an on-air fryer or anything like that? You're not using a deep fryer? You're not deep frying a turkey? You're not going to the grocery (laughs) store? You're not doing any of this? You're not shopping? Yeah, I only have so much free time, so I figure why should I waste any of it? You know, like shopping, chopping, prepping, cleaning. Um, That's why I personally love Factor, especially in the summer, because, you know, in the summer my schedule gets real busy. This is great. Okay, so you guys have convinced me uh, I'm never cooking again. And uh, Glenn, let's join Factor. And uh, let's leave this kitchen and dish stress behind us. If you head to factormeals.com slash sunny40 and use the code sunny40 to get 40% off your first box. Yep, that's code sunny40 at factormeals.com slash sunny40 to get 40% off your first box. riot punch in this episode. Yeah. There's another thing you guys didn't sell and make money off of. I was thinking the exact same thing. When I was watching the episode, I'm like, there's another thing we could have capitalized on. Riot punch. Riot punch. We could have, we had wine in a can. Imagine if we had done wine in a can, right? Mm -hmm. And that had done fairly well. And then we did, followed it up with riot punch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cover all your. Cover all your bases. Mm -hmm. Man. Just Um, for all the different customers. You know, and then done a sunny lager and Uh we could be so rich right now instead of just kind of rich. Yeah, riot punch was like a Everclear and Gatorade. Is that what the. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like Everclear with electrolytes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Antifreeze. Yeah. It looked like antifreeze. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this episode, was this like. It seems so much of it is about or comes out of the fact that you couldn't be wearing like Philly's merch. Yeah. You couldn't be talking about the fanatic. Uh-huh. Was that like, did you guys decide, oh, we want to do something about the fact that they won the World Series, yeah. but we really can't. So then the episode becomes kind of about that as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens. Uh, you know what? I, I actually forgot that we can't wear the merch watching the episode. So I didn't really. They did a pretty good. They did a good job. Because uh, Caitlyn's outfit is so close, I feel like it smoothed it over for me. Even the frenetics shirt is like a made-up looking thing, and um, yeah, we got to give Sabrina Rosen a lot of credit yep. for that. Our costume designer on yeah. the show. Also, like close. the red eyeball thing after they go in the bug bomb thing. So this was something that we were like Leah, uh, our makeup artist, Leah Votro. But those like red eyes. Are so effective, but like, what was we were putting like red eye drops in? Or yeah, something it's not crazy. comfortable. It's like it's this kind of stuff that, yeah, it's like they say it's like 
safe to go in your eyes, but it's like, <laughs> it doesn't feel safe. We did it again in the episode with um, Country Mac where oh, we got a stone, and yeah. it looks really Mac good. In that yeah. I love it's. You guys look so funny in that when you're smoking, smoking weed and you're eating out of those chips bags. Your eyes <laughs> yeah. completely carbs wise. Wait, so carbs wise, going, going back, back to like scale though, like even tenting the whole building, which Einhorn, you know, was like, no, we'll get a building and we'll tent it, versus like. Before we probably would have like cut a corner and been like, well, we can't actually see the building tented. Or we might have I don't know. But yeah, the, maybe it's possible. Yeah. It was funny you guys lifting up that thing and like going, it sold it just enough. Yeah. Like you getting underneath the the sheet. Um I sort of feel like yeah. when Danny crawls in yeah. though, the smoke looked to me like that it was, was CGI. CGI, right? That was CGI. Yeah. So we had some in this episode, which makes me think that the the crowd was also CGI. But Right. Well, I mean, those are two yeah, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be that difficult to CGI no, a crowd way, way, way in the yeah. distance than, you know, to do some smoke. But you're right. The second time when he actually goes in, that smoke is not real. That was that was like CGI smoke. Which it was like because of some why. like thing where you're like, he can't crawl into the smoke machine maybe, or like some maybe. union rule or something. Yeah, possibly. I don't um, know. But then we had real smoke in the, when they actually go into the hallway. Yeah, the scene the of them in the hallway. So funny. So, okay, laying, here's, here's another example down. of a shot that I think we would often – Nicks, we'd be like, ah, you don't need that shot. But I love it. It's a great shot. So there's the, obvi the obvious great shot of all the close-ups which swing between uh -huh. uh, Caitlin, Danny, and, uh -huh. and Rob doing the retching, uh, which I think we cut together multiple takes of it because it was so funny and we just wanted to keep it mm -hmm. going as long I as possible. I remember pushing for that shot. Yes, where, you, yes, that, I was that like, is a very Charlie. I was like, I want to get up in their faces and I want to swing around. I remember... Uh, Rob, I feel like you didn't want to do it because you were like, uh, you know, it's a lot to retch like that. Was that? Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 You were feeling lazy. It was yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I get it. Where it was Randall. Someone was like, I don't know how to do it. I was like, I think it's gonna be. But I know the I shot you're that. talking about. The shot I'm talking about is the shot, the very last shot before we cut to commercial, which is the, wide. the floor shot. It's not wide, wide, but yeah, it's the it's the kind of wider shot where the camera's basically on the floor. Uh, yeah. And that's the kind of thing that somebody would normally propose to us, and we'd be like, "Ah, you know, you don't need it. Don't need it. It's good. It's good. I mean, yeah, let's let's watch it." Why is that so funny, Caitlin? So this is the shot I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's a good shot. It, it, yeah, it's a great it's a great shot, and I feel like that's the kind of thing that we would often just be like, "Yeah, you don't need it," and and I'm so glad we got it. But like, I, I'm so glad it's so nice to work with uh, actors who are willing to make themselves that wretched and ugly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And just just be it's essential for a comedy because you, you kind of dig the life out of it, and if you're like not willing to make yourself go to the extremes, which life does, it just feels, I don't know. Yeah. You can't always be pretty. <clears throat> so as we're learning lessons uh, on this podcast, as as we often are teaching lessons, mm -hmm. you can't always be pretty. Sometimes you just got to be ugly. Sometimes you just got to get on the floor and retch. Sometimes you just got to be. <laughs> and the more you retch, the better the scene. Bullshit. I got hammered so hard. Yeah, well, you deserve it, asshole. Charlie, who hammered you? Just some overly passionate Phillies fans. Who do you think? Yeah, hold on. You getting hammered by Philly fans is reminding me of something. There is a secret tunnel between the stadium and the Audi Inn. I know, dude. I was telling this guy no. about the tunnel. It does make things so much funnier when you have to, like, get around it, like, um, Audi Inn. Like, the fact that you're all saying Audi Inn, that the judge even says it at the end. Are you telling me you all found a dungeon at the bottom of the Audi Inn? 
the Holiday yeah. Inn. Yeah. yeah, we could another. That's another one. I right. Yeah, we called it the Holiday Inn because you the couldn't Holiday. call it the Holiday Inn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that was funny. Holiday Inn. Yeah, no, that's that was just kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I also love the. I also love when we do finally go to the Holiday Inn and we're trying to find the the tunnel that leads from the Holiday Inn to to the stadium. Um, you know, when we get into that laundry room, <laughs> you're like, yeah, and Scooby-Doo, you know, there's always some kind of a oh, thing yeah. or whatever. Like, can we not, I love the line of like, can we not base our decisions on things that either did or didn't happen in episodes of Scooby-Doo? That is great. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, one. I also then, like the whole discussion of the Charlie One Two, Charlie describing the Charlie One Two, which is just jumping out in front of a car. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but you One, you jump in front of a car, two, you threaten to zoom. Yeah. And then Dennis being like, well, it's called the Charlie One Two, so you should do it. And you saying that the next one might be your last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, done yeah. it too many that times. That works pretty well. Like, yeah, it worked, pretty well. yeah it, it, it looks like you get drilled by that thing. Um, Yep, just cl- just a, a very simple optical illusion of me, uh, you know, just st- I was behind them. I was wasn't even like in line. Basically, the car was here and I was like here, but you know, as it pulls up, it looks like it's it looks like it's hitting me. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty good. And then this also is Rob's introduction to uh, the, his fascination with Chase Utley. Yep. How how did you pick Chase Utley? Was it just like at random? Did he already love Chase Utley and wanted to be his friend and manifest that in the universe? <laughs> uh, I think no. Th- what is funny, actually, though, that uh, that at the time none of us knew. No, we didn't know Chase, Chase. Utley at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, we didn't uh, know him at all. No, he was just a famous baseball player. Yeah, famous second baseman. I, I mean, and- he just uh, was a really great player, and it just seemed funny that. Rob was obsessed and with handsome. him and handsome guy. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's an exceptional baseball player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that letter, though, that... <laughs> her delivery of that letter is so funny. Yeah. Her reading it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm read it. Yeah, read it. Dear Chase... Oh, shit, there's stickers. Yeah. My God. Oh, well, you gotta jazz good. it up. You yeah, know? you sure do. I wanna make it you pop. You sure do. Dear Chase, I feel like I can call you Chase because you and me are so much alike. Really, I would love to meet you someday. It would be great to have a catch. I know I can't throw as fast as you, but I think you would be impressed with my speed. I love your hair. You run fast. Did you have a good relationship with your father? Me neither. These are all things we can talk about and more. I know you have not been getting my letters because I know you would write back if you did. And I hope you write back this time and we get to be good friends. I am sure our relationship would be a real home run. <laughs> I, I remember working on that letter. I remember uh, writing the the me neither part, like just thinking that it was funny that Rob just like answers yeah Mac for him, answers for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's also funny that like Mac has to uh, either he be- fully believes that the letter is totally normal because because when Dee threatens to read it, he's like he's like yeah, yeah. read it. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> it is a love letter of sorts. I like um, him saying that. Yeah. yeah. Rob's look to Caitlin when uh, th- there's something lying about speed or something, and he gives her like a little nod. Of, oh, like, yeah. I think you'd be impressed by my speed. Yeah. Like, I'm not whatever a... look he does to her is so funny. I've never <laughs> yeah, seen yeah. him do it before or since. He, like, you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, gives, he, gives, he throws a couple of those looks in in that scene. He's got he's got some great, great, great moments in this episode. Yeah, there's a really funny exchange between the two of them, Dee and Mac, where she calls him out for not being able to scale the building 
and he's like, I absolutely could scale this building. Yeah. And she's like, really? I love you know that she, he gets in her face. Yeah. And he's like, you think I don't have the upper and body then strength? And then, right then she right gets, all, and then she right, gets like literally right smushes her his. face into his face. It's um, so funny. Here's a joke though that we missed that I remember wanting and it we didn't get it. At, so when you cut back to Rob and he's trying to scale the building, mm-hmm. Caitlin's standing right next to him. But the funnier joke would have to have been to have her off frame so you feel as though he's halfway up and then like pull back and see that he's still on the ground and he's not gotten anywhere. Yeah, he hasn't got anywhere, right. Can't it's, remember. It still works. One more hilarious exchange I love in this, which is like classic, is then after she tells Mac he doesn't have the arm strength to scale the building, then Dennis tells him that he doesn't have the core strength to do it. Yeah. And then you guys have a whole conversation about glamour muscles and how yeah. he's all buys and tries. That conversation is so stupid. I remember that. Bit. Oh, I remember that us is talking so about, funny. Yeah, I remember us talking about that in the writer's room and 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 Rose, Martyr and Roselle getting in on that conversation. It was the first time I'd ever heard the phrase glamour muscles. Oh, I'd yeah. never heard that before. And I, I think it was either Marta or Roselle that was- Yeah, it was, sounds like those guys. searing yeah. commentary on Mac, but also on Rob. Like it just yeah, seems exactly. like kind of pointed yes. just enough of being like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys talking yourselves into a fury that ends in a push-up contest where yes. you're looking at each other yeah, and then match and then cutting, cutting that to you the, being- I love the look. The, I love the looks that we give each other like right before we drop down to do the push-ups mm-hmm. where there's this like this moment of like, Oh shit, we we're doing this. Like you know the seriousness I mean? like, which you describe the flaws of his workout routine is what's yeah. so funny to me, right? There's no wink to it. You're no. like, it's dead serious, important <laughs> information that you're you're doing your glamour muscles and it's frustrating and it's, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do I also love that that when we, we drop down into the push-ups, but then it, it immediately cuts to the courtroom and yeah. we're we're doing Still the push-ups <laughs> in the <laughs> You got into the same argument there and then did it again. Uh, That's just good, sunny Uh, stuff. You know, with the moment with um, Mackinney and Dee's face and her pushing her face back into him, I remember not loving that. Oh, really? Yeah, only because I felt like it was like too comfortable. Like I felt like it's because they're like a couple in real life. She's comfortable enough. Oh, you felt that that was- But that's only because I'm a person who would jam his face into someone- who I wasn't in a relationship with, but. I think Caitlin, if it had been a scene between Caitlin and I, she would have done the same thing. Yeah, definitely. I think she by the way, the I, I definitely acknowledge it was funny. I it's was like, really I was like, funny. is it too like intimate? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, she I screams that. right in his face though. And that's funny. Yeah. It's right. this Are you kidding me? I laughed when I saw it. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I absolutely have the upper body strength to accomplish that. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> but also, there's another example of her. Like, she does not play that comedically at all. Like, you look at her face. She's, she's, she's fucking yeah. serious, she man. Yeah, right that's at right. him. She's like, it, it seems she like great? she's really fucking pissed at him in that, <laughs> in that moment. Luini's saying that he believes that you shot outside the stadium. The actual no, I do believe we shot outside the stadium. The question, though, is did we see Did we fill in the crowd? I think... I think we shot outside of a real game. I mean, I I have a I think we shot I have a memory of, of that. It just so seems I. unlike I think we scheduling. scheduled it. We were in Philly. We were in Philly and I think we scheduled it so that we could shoot that outside of a game. So we shot the morning part then we went and shot all the frenetic stuff and I we might have shot it kind of in order. And then plus you got, you guys got to get all you got to get your eyes red and and um, well, I didn't. you have to get they, the the bruising. I yeah. have to get all the cuts and the rips in the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we, we shot that at the end of the day, um, kind of near the end of the day. And I think the stadium was actually full. Look at that. I do believe. 
I don't know. I bet that's real. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Look to the right. Uh, see all the people like walking towards it? Yeah. That's oh, more they're... extras than we would have. Like, so, so you're saying, you, yeah, so you're saying the, those are real people. Yeah. All the people behind you here uh, are Our ours. Extras. Yeah. But see the people like cross, yeah. cross walking towards the, we would never have that many people in the deep background like that. There's uh -huh. no way. Uh huh. No I, way I, I think us. you're right. Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain that was the real deal. Well, there you go. How did we get though this location then at like during a game like or were we just further away from the stadium then? I think we were maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, how do you get any location? You know what I mean? <laughs> do you guys? Do you remember how fucking hot it was and how? Like Ponzi almost fucking passed out in that costume. Like oh, when he it? took the when he took the, the mask off, he was. It looked like he'd been in a swimming pool. We used to always shoot the show during the summer and usually get to the Philly part of the shoot by the, the end, end of the summer. Of the summer so the we're hottest. like August in Philly. Oh, that Green Man thing. Because you're wearing clothes underneath that too, right? The Green Man thing's not that bad. Mm, oh, no. Really? You weren't? Oh. Boxers. Yeah, but I see the boxer line. Yeah, I'm more like boxers or underwear or something, but no. Definitely yeah. had a cup on, right? Yeah. So the people don't see your dong? Uh, yeah, like six cups on. So my dong looks huge. He's six cupping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, probably something like that. <laughs> I don't recall. Um, but uh, no, not like a t shirt and pants under there or anything mm. like that. You'd, yeah, then Which you'd be. pretty warm. I miss shooting in Philly. I do too. Yeah. The rolling thunderstorms that would always like come through at the end of the day. Yeah. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Yeah, guys, it's time to give online therapy a try, right? Uh, you got to get on your way to being your best self. Mag, tell people why they should try BetterHelp. Well, have you guys ever calculated how much time in a week you spend caring for other people versus taking care of yourself? Oof. Uh, it's like all I do. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah. It's probably a lot. BetterHelp is about making more time for yourself. It's custom built around your schedule. It matches licensed professionals to, you know, whatever it is that you're going through. And it's entirely online, which saves you a trip to an office with the meter parking that's never available. So you have to park down the street. But <laughs> just kidding, because it's a permit street. So you just like circle and circle and circle oh, and boy. circle and circle and circle mm -hmm. again until you finally give up and risk getting towed from the grocery store lot that's, you know, across the street because now you're late and you're just already sweaty and you're paid for the session. And uh, anyway, I found BetterHelp super helpful yeah. um, and personalized gosh, when I yeah. used it. Yeah. How much time did you spend last week circling yeah, for parking? Gosh, that was more information than any, anyone lot. needed. I tell you what, just find more balance with BetterHelp, right? That's going to do it for you. Visit betterhelp.com slash sunny today. That's right. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash sunny. And you're going to get 10% off your first month. Did either of you guys play baseball when you were younger? Are you big baseball fans? Are you asking me I if I played baseball? It's for the podcast audience that might be listening <laughs> to this episode first. I We've played, talked a little bit about it. I played a ton of baseball. Yeah. Um, you played through high school? Yeah, I played through high school and then uh, in into college uh, and didn't make the team. And I was like, okay. What was your position? What position did you play? Second base. Hey, yeah, you and Chase, yeah, sure. Holy shit! Did, did and yet, Chase is what six two, two hundred pounds. 
I don't know. Six one? Six two. He's 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 at least six foot. That's what happened to me. I got to the college team and it was like a first day of like a scrimmage, whatever, and um I was like, okay, I'm gonna I, I was up at bat, I'm like, I'm gonna get on base. I was fast. So I'm like, I'm gonna drop a little bunt and I'm gonna cruise to first and just get on base, right? It's useful. Totally do it. It's great. My next at bat, I'm like, you know, poke a little base hit uh, in the gap. Yeah, like, uh, you know, just like a single. Well, their starting second baseman was like Chase's size, only like thicker. He gets like jammed up on an inside pitch that he like hits a home run. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he like just kind of turns on a pitch that's like two inside and just makes enough contact that it goes out of the park. And I was like, oh, I'm. I'm done. This I'm, I'm going to be ends. an actor. <laughs> yeah, I should be an actor. Um, <laughs> you were you good, probably good with the low balls, right? And then maybe I was good at hitting. I was pretty good at hitting, and I was pretty good at like uh, fielding, like a ground ball or whatever. But anytime there was an infield fly, I was definitely a little bit like, I got no idea where this thing's coming down. Man. Like, I might get this one. I might not. You'd it's lose it in the air. It's a real toss up. Yeah, I've you ever catch one in the face? One. You ever catch one in the face? Oof. A baseball just straight to the fucking face? No. I did. Oof. <gasps> that'll turn you off the game. Uh, uh, that, yeah. That'll that turn was, you off. That was, uh, what happened? Did it break your nose? What? <sighs> no, it didn't break my nose. Well, maybe it did, and I didn't know. Uh, uh, but I remember it hurt like a motherfucker, Ooh. and it was a fly ball, and it hit me in the face. And it wasn't even during a real game. It was like playing baseball with like my friends, like in a, in a just in a field somewhere. And uh mm. And uh, yeah, so I was scared of, it didn't, I just could never, and I wasn't a, uh, I was a pretty rough kid. I mean, I played football. I, my favorite thing to do in football was, was hitting drills. I loved the bigger the guy, the better. So I wasn't afraid of like contact. I wasn't afraid of roughness, but a, a little tiny hard ball coming at me oh, at, yeah. at 90 miles yeah. an hour. But see, that was a bit, that was a bit honestly, too much for it me. It wasn't until high school that I, stopped being like scared of the ball but uh so it always scared you a little bit until high school yeah when i started wearing a cup <laughs> and like lifting weights and stuff i was like all right i'm fine if this thing hits me in the chest or whatever i'll be all right if it hits what if me it the hits you in the face yeah. i have a glove i'll catch it Ooh. well i mean like you, you were just pitch. not so certain about that a pitch <laughs> i mean a pitch yeah, that's true. I love, I bet, yeah. <laughs> but that you were a pop, about, fly. A pop yeah, fly. It's, it's a line drive. I, I'm going to catch it. A pop fly is, I'm going to misjudge it. When I was 16, I was an alternate on our American Legion team. Um, well, no, I was on the team, but I like basically rode the bench. I was the youngest guy on the team. And uh, I really would only get in the game if we were up by 20. And we were a really, really good team. There was like a lot of talented, very big guys and uh and we won the rhode island state championship which was the first time that this team from newport maybe had ever done it or had done it in a long time i can't remember we're called r and r construction so and my coach was ronald mcdonald that's that's where we got oh, that's right. his yeah. name who was a character um but but uh <laughs> insane. yeah it's insane but anyway, so we go to the state championship right and uh i mean we go to the um the regional championships we move up so we're We've we've beat every team in Rhode Island, and now we're going to play the team that's beat every team in Massachusetts, a much bigger state. The guys getting off the bus from the Massachusetts team, I think they're from Quincy, Mass, just outside of Boston, are, it looks like they're the fucking New England Patriots. These guys <laughs> huge. are huge. 
and probably roid it out. You know what I mean? Like this is like when like roids uh-huh. are floating around a little bit, and like even if you're a high school kid, you could probably get a hold of it. Um, so uh, these guys demolish. They demolish us. But our shortstop, who was a really good player, I won't say his name, but like famously would never wear a cup. He oh, was like, no. he was like, I don't wear a cup. Well, one of these meatballs from Quincy <laughs> rips a line drive oh so hard at our shortstop. And it takes like one bad hop and drills him right in the nuts. And he's down. He's down. Like they got to get an ambulance to like get him off the field. Um, so that, you know, oh. yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh, oh, this is bad, but am I going in the game? Hey. <laughs> uh, no, no, I was, I was worried about it. Uh, so they, uh, <laughs> so we lose, you know, we're the, that's it. You know, the, the, the adventure's over. We're getting bust home. Uh, and he's, he's recovered. He's like, uh, you know, got ice and he's back from the wherever and he's going to live. And the poor guy, the jokes that he's enduring on the ride home, like, hey, man, that was a ballsy play. Or like, dude, yeah. that was nuts. Or yeah. took a lot of balls to get in front of that one. You know, he's like, stop it, guys. Uh, he was, <laughs> he guys, stop it. That's not funny. It. So, yeah. So wear a cup. Does he have kids? I don't know. I don't know what's become of him. Yeah. Or what became of his balls? <laughs> what became oh, of God. his balls? What became of his balls? Yeah. Maybe you can tell Meg his uh, real name and we can get our research department on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, find out what happened to his balls. Sure. Or... We'll let it go. We'll let it go. Oh, I don't know. I, I kind of want to know what happened to his balls. What happened to his balls? Yeah. yeah. Well, he lost one of them for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, that's the kind of thing that scared me about that. That's why, I mean, that scared the shit out of me, yeah, that kind of thing. Totally. You know what I mean? It just, that the ball just you know, kept yeah. getting faster and faster the older I got. I mean, and and the, the, tar- the size of the players, I mean, I like, I yeah. knew I was done with football when I went to summer training in 10th grade. I went to summer training um, and the kids had just, like, I just hadn't really hit that big growth spurt yet. I was mm-hmm. maybe still like five, seven, five, eight. And I was getting on the field with with basically grown men, grown men who yeah. are like 300 pounds. And all of a sudden those hitting drills that I used to love, uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to get my brain. Size is a factor in sports for sure. But, you know, that's all the more impressive, like guys like uh, Dustin Pedroia um, or Jose Altuve. Uh, I remember going to the Phillies game and being like, wow, I'm like the same size as Pedroia. Yeah. I'm taller than Altuve. And he's like, a, these guys have been like league MVPs. It's yeah. um, the only thing that matters. No. Yeah. It's not the only thing that matters. Skill is a big part of it too, apparently. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You also didn't have that. But, yeah. but, I had some no, of it. No, I had some of it. You but in uh, football. But not enough. But not enough. <laughs> but in football, if you're five foot seven and 135 pounds. You be you're kicker? On, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you ain't gonna make it. But that wasn't that wasn't what I wanted. I I wanted I was like a wide receiver or running back. Like I wanted, you know, I wanted the glamour positions. <laughs> you guys were just more, good, well. more talented at other things than you could have been athletes, maybe, but you pursued a different talent. Well, it was that you know, it was at that moment that I realized I was like, I should can just do theater. I should continue. Do you think show business <laughs> is the same way? Like like with pro sports, you can work your ass off. And you should to, you know, like the, the guys who make it 
it's the combination of the talent plus the hard work for sure, right? But like, it kind of like either are or mm-hmm. are not going to be a professional athlete, right? It's either like it's a, yeah, it's in the cards for you or it's not. You think show business is the same thing? I I think I think so. Yeah. I think to a degree, look, I, I think, look, there's the odd person in show business that just kind of falls into it, right? They're like mm-hmm. at a Starbucks at the right time and they've got the right look and you know, mm-hmm. they just fucking fall but into it. But then you got to be able to win an audience over yeah. as well, right? Like you find that person at Starbucks, you put them in the movie. It's not just, yeah, because it's not just about talent. Uh, it's not even just about hard work, although it is about those two things also. But it also is about your ability to accept rejection, of which there is a shitload. It's a huge part of it. In this business. You have to be able to withstand a lot of rejection. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Even, you know, DiCaprio early in his career was dealing with a lot of rejection, you know? And you push, if you are the type of person to push through that, you know, either because you just don't listen to dissent and you're hard-headed or you just want it so bad that you're willing to push through it is like, mm. do you want it enough? And I do think that this is one of those businesses where you really, you have to have a, a, a thick skin or, or a really fucking hard head. You talk about in here, um, in this episode, uh, there's kind of the joke about how uh, Mac is idolizing a player that's actually younger than him, which is like a weird thing that <laughs> happens at a certain point in your life. But did you guys have any, like uh, either in sports or in acting, any role models that you looked up to like that in such a major way? Did you ever write any fan letters or anything when you were younger? <laughs> well, I, first of all, from baseball perspective, uh, I idolized Ricky Henderson, uh, Henderson. who like... He played on the Oakland A's. He was um, like the fastest guy in baseball. He has the stolen base record, but he was also an amazing hitter. He, you know, could hit for power. Um, and I don't know why I I honed in on Ricky Henderson other than he was just a dynamic, really good player. And I just, you know, I I like had baseball cards and posters of Ricky. And I just like, uh, I, I remember like I would have like dreams that like we met in the park and we're like having a catch or whatever, Aww. like much like Mac. And then I remember going to a Sox game uh, with my buddies, Chris and Carl one time. And we see R- Ricky Henderson, like across the street, he's coming out of the stadium. And I go, it just comes out of me. I go, Ricky! <laughs> and he like, turns he looks at me like not in a like excited that someone has barked at him in this way uh and i'm just like you're the greatest man <laughs> that was that was my six-year-old i did in terms of show business there's lots of people i love and admire guys i think we've done it i feel like we've done it rob how are you feeling do you feel like you got all your thoughts out and and uh you've expressed Okay, good. All right, yeah. All right, so Rob's okay. feeling good about yeah, it. Good. And, um, yeah. you know, this is one of the beautiful things. When you get to know somebody so well, they don't even need to be here. And you can hear their voice in your head and mm-hmm. you know exactly how they would respond to things. Mm-hmm. That's pretty special. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So Rob, thanks for being here today with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though you couldn't physically be here, um, your presence is felt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the spirit of you is always with us. <laughs> oh, I think he said, fuck you. It definitely said fuck you. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> told me to fuck off. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's the show. 